I'm Bonnie. I'm Jason. And this is Real Life with a Couple of Therapists. And tonight we are going to be talking more about my least favorite time of the day, bedtime. Bedtime. (laughs) Bedtime. Tonight's episode and actually this entire podcast is brought to you by bedtime. So it's a very important topic. So let's just do like super quick recap. Last night, our last time we talked about um, like some stages of development, what's normal, what's not, when it becomes a problem, what that looks like, um, and kind of some um, beginning things to think about as far as like whether parents are on the same page and really just kind of um, normalizing how difficult this can be um, for some parents, right? Us and included. Absolutely. And then looking at, okay, is this a problem or not? Right. Um, are we are we at a place where we're able to make a commitment to trying to change something? Right. And are we on the same page? Like, yeah, yeah is everybody like on said. board? And then and then if that's the case, and we feel like we're ready to to go. Then and what? Yeah, then then it's time to to do something. Right. Oh. The joy. Yes. Right. The part we've all been avoiding. <laughs> the part that like probably why it has gotten to be the place it is at because we've been avoiding this. Well, and and with anything behavioral, it can be frustrating because a lot of times we want to jump right to the solution. Right. So we can, you know, hurry up and get this done. And I, I think that there are some things that once we feel like we're ready, now we still, you know, assuming we have some time to do this, we want to really take a good look at what we're doing right now. Right. What's our bedtime routine like now? Right. Right. And that's part of the assessment. We would talk about that most of the time. Not always, but m- most of the time, um, there is something going on with with the bedtime routine that's not consistent. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but there are a lot of parents that do have a very solid mm-hmm. bedtime routine. I don't know how they do it, but right. it's very structured. Yeah. You know, it, it's got everything you need. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we would so we would look and see what that's like so let's let's talk about that first right because the that those might be easier adjustments to make and see if that fixes well and i think i think there's no way we can we can measure whether something's working or not if it's inconsistent that's true okay so if if you have and, and you know with some kids behavior you have some kids going to bed at nine o'clock you know, let's say you got a five-year-old, they're going to bed. We want them to bed at eight, but we're fighting with them. And mm-hmm. so sometimes it's nine, sometimes it's 11. Sometimes we give up and we're like, whatever, just stay down here and fall asleep on the couch and I'll carry you upstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, these types of things happen day to day. Right. And it's really hard to, to do an intervention where we're really tracking behavior and seeing how things are going. So we need some sort of baseline mm-hmm. where we can say, okay, this is what nighttime looks like. And, and what we want it to be. Right. We want We want him or her in bed at 8.30, lights out, and going to sleep. 
Right. So a lot of times we're just spending sometimes weeks to get that going. Right. Okay. Um, and, and, or at least getting it to where that's, you know, now the, the child knows that this is the expectation. It's, it's going to be this way every time. Right. Okay. So what a bedtime routine can look like or what we want it to look like is we want to have a few things. We would like it to be as consistent in time as possible. Right. Real life is going to happen. There's no way it can always be the same time every time. Right. Right. And that doesn't mean we don't ever do anything special or different or, you know, if there's some, you know, really once in a you know, year event, you know, like we went to, to um, Winterfest at the recent at the um, local amusement park. And we're out way later than we usually are. Um, I think what you're saying, what I'm hearing you say, is that we want a routine as much as possible, but it's okay if there's adjustments to the routine every once in a while. Yes. For life. Because those now, are important memories. Now, what I will tell you, though, is is that if if we if this is a big problem, I, I would say let's try to at least for a while Minimize make this as, yeah, as consistent as possible. Right. So, so maybe wait until like if you've got a holiday thing coming up, like wait until after that to start all of sure. this. Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, but, the, you know, again, it's perfect world, but that's what we're aiming for. Right. right. And and also. You know, we want we want to make sure that. Once once we start that routine that even if we have a problem and something happens and it doesn't go right that we start again tomorrow we just right. continue so we we got it, it doesn't have to be perfect but if it if it doesn't if it gets messed up you just continue on right okay because otherwise it reinforces whatever behavior they did that's right that messed it up that night i would even and will say increase that behavior i would even say that and a lot of kids or parents would uh, kind of scoff at this, but you know, even on weekends, right? Yeah, you know, eight eight o'clock, and it's like they know it's it's a weekend. They're gonna argue with that. I mean, depending on age, of course, but really, I think you know, we just want to try to keep it as consistent as we can for for a while, for at least a while, right? And especially if this is something that you know, we talked last night about how this can impact the functioning of the entire family, so. You know, it, it 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 may not be something that you have to do forever, but if it's really impacting the family's functioning, then you know, giving up, you know, a late night movie with a younger child or something like that for the weekend, at least for a while, would be worth it. Right. To get that established. Yes. And then once it's established, then you can experiment with changing it. And and for parents that are really struggling with the fear that once they know that once they try to resolve this, what it's going to probably look like is that their, their kids are going to be in bed. They're going to be in distress and we're not going to be there for them. Right. In that moment. Right. Right. So what we want to do is, you know, that's a big fear that oh, my, my child is just, you know, they're going to be traumatized by this. I'm, I'm abandoning them. 
Oh, okay. I I heard those messages loud and clear. I in, feel it. Yeah, I feel groups. it. I have I you know I felt that tremendously. Um, so it it is there. So what we want to do is we want to make bed uh, the bedtime routine that time where we provide all of the snuggling and all of the you know we're gonna be there and talk then. Right. So the we, we are doing it. The establish you know yeah. So we're doing it before and then we're going to bed. So we're trying to show that there's there's a there's a, there's time, a time and here. a place. Yes. Right. So bedtime routine is very important that we can try if we can try to do that. Right. Ideally we want this to be like a 30 minute ritual. Mhm. Um I would say you know screen time we want we want to cut that ideally 60 minutes before bedtime. Right. You know, if not, at least the 30 minutes before bedtime. Right. But we don't want screens right before bed. It's going to be, you know, yeah. really challenging to, for them to calm down. So uh, we're cutting the screen time. We're going into story time, some sort of interactive thing, telling stories, mm-hmm. singing songs, and then talking, snuggling. Um, also, the hygiene routine or whatever we're doing, getting in pajamas. Brushing teeth. I think what's a great one is... Uh, is doing some sort of like warm beverage, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, hot chocolate or something like that. I think I think that's a good one if you have the time and, you know, not necessary, but just something to look forward to because a lot of times with for kids with bedtime, they're not looking forward to this. They're dreading it. So right, yeah. let's have something that we only do during the bedtime routine. So a lot of times that can help. Right. Okay. So yes. we do a lot of books around here and I know that you know that's something that's that's highly recommended that kids that are read to on a daily basis um they see a lot of you know positive outcomes for that so that's always a good time to connect those things and then it helps the our boys like kind of calm down a little mm-hmm. bit right. um it kind of brings that you know from their energy from like an eight or a nine down to where i need it to be at like two right you know in order for them to then go to a one or zero to sleep so yeah and and then depending on so when when we do this routine now i know a lot of people are would probably hear this and say well yeah that sounds easy but that's going to be very hard to to do they're going to be running around refusing okay so what we just try to do is is like what we do just right? keep redirecting. Yeah. We redirect. It's like, hey, all right, it's time for a story. You don't want a story? Then it's then, right into bed. Then we're yeah. going to bed. You know, do you want a story? So we have two options. Right. Story or bed. That's it. Yep. Right. No, we can't do that. No, it's bed. The, it, you know, it's it's story time or everything else equals bedtime. Right. Yeah. So trying to get in that habit of being more more rigid with that ex- right. that time. An expectation. Well, we, I'm, I'm really particular about letting them pick out the books too, because I feel like that gives them a little bit of control. Um, you know, this is a time when the libraries are great. You don't have to have a lot of money in order to have, um, you know, different books and rotations of books. Your public library has more than you could ever read. Um, always plug in the libraries. They're my favorite. Um, so, yeah, like that, that's a really important thing for me is letting them pick out the book, being willing to read a slightly longer book if they pick it out. That's okay. 
um, you know, we do have within reason, you know, if you, if you bring me a book that's really long, then I'm going to read five pages of it. You know, I'm going to read the equivalent of like the other books. And then you've got something to look forward to the next night because we'll finish it or we'll read more. Um, you know, that's kind of some of that, that place where because we're taking away that control from them of the making them go to bed and making them go to bed by themselves, like any time I feel like you can put back, you can give them back a little bit of control um, that is reasonable and healthy, then that, that helps as well too. Completely. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes they're not ready for that. So, you know, with the, with the choosing the book, just if you have to, if that's a big struggle, if that's something uh, that, that just doesn't seem to happen or there's too many, they can't make a choice. Yeah. Pick two. Yeah. Pick two and say yeah. pick one. Yeah. All right, pick which one? That, especially if you, there's a couple you know that they like. Yeah. You know, pick one, pick two. Um, so I know for us, we've, I mean, this bedtime routine we have down solid, but how long did that take? That took. It took a while. A long time. And it's for, really, it for me, what I noticed was that I, the bedtime wasn't consistent because I was the one that was putting it off. I was exhausted. Absolutely. You know, I had come, you know, sometimes when we get home, you know, it's six o'clock, six thirty before we get home. We've got, you know, what's that, an hour and a half before we need to start bedtime. And right. I've got to do the dinner. Da, da, da. You know, I would, bedtime was the point at which I had just gotten down to sit down on the couch and like maybe check social media for a second. Right. So, like, I had to get to the point where it was like, okay, no, we got to do this. And then I can, you know, but I, I finally kind of got it through my head that if I did put do this and if I did it on a consistent basis, then it would be easier. And then I would have more time on the back end. Right. To, and, and how many how many times have we had conflict over who's doing this? Tonight? I was going to say, I right? haven't brought that's that up a, yet. Have you proud of me? I have not brought that up. <laughs> well, that, but but that's that's something that we have oh, had yeah. trouble it's with. Been, it, it's it, one of the most significant uh, uh conflicts i think we've had in our marriage right who has to do bedtime right and and what's worked the best is when we have said you know what okay here's here's what we're doing this week right i'm doing it monday i'm doing it tuesday you do it once whatever or when we do it together doing Um, it together like when we split it and everybody has you know you read the book i sing the song um that's, I walk them that's upstairs ideal. like yeah. that. It's true. And it's and, and you may know, like I've noticed that when we do it together, like we're together reading the books. Yeah. You know, and and we've got, because we have two that we're doing this with. Yeah. Well, it so alternates that, one, week, it, one right. week it's one and one week it's two. So, yeah. So, uh, so when, when we're doing it together, we get a lot more engagement. And, yeah. And, and sort of like buy in. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and they I, stay in bed better. Yeah. 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 And I think it helps like, and you know, we can bl- bring in the aspect of the blended family thing too, because I think it's really helpful for, um, your bonus son, my bio son to, um, to have you do it. You know, he, he would prefer that I do it all. And I think you being a part of the bedtime routine really cements your role in the relationship and your role as a caregiver. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important. Okay. So, Oh, and one more thing I wanted to say too, is that if your children are old enough 
this might be an opportunity to talk to them about what they would want as part of a bedtime routine. You know, that's how we ended up with singing the song was I had talked to um, our now six-year-old about bedtime, about some struggles, some things that, some issues that we were having as far as like being a blended family and all feeling important and like, you know, how we could make our house um, feel better and more like home and things like that. And he was the one that recommended, that suggested singing a song. And that's become part of our our um, routine. So. Right. That, that's not going to work for every child. That wouldn't work for our four-year-old at all. But if you have kids that are a little bit older and you can get that may increase buy-in as right. well. If they can have some say in what that bedtime routine looks like within reason. Of well, course. and that, that gets into the second part. That, so the first part we talked about establishing a routine and right. maybe the second part I probably should have been, probably should have been the first part. actually. <laughs> but the, the second part that I have down here on my, the note I wrote was that um, we want to start uh, talking about bedtime. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And what I mean by that is now this, you know, n- this is nothing new for anyone in the family. We know we have this problem. Right. Okay. <laughs> but what I mean by that is we're not going to be talking about it in the moment at night when we're, you know, when we're trying to deal with the problem, but this is like going right. to be talked later in the day or earlier in the day or in the morning and what i mean by talking about is is being able to just say and and depending on their age of course but this especially for the older kids just saying look this is important and we are gonna we need to change this right um talk about what the consequences are like for you as a parent now some parents would you know they're not sure about doing that Right. That's this is adult stuff that kids don't need to worry about it now. So, so I would say, no, we would want to say like, look, we need our alone time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we want to be able to tell them why it's important for us and how it's going to be helpful. Right. And then we want to talk about why it's important for them. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause, yeah. Cause you're I a big boy now. You're a big girl now, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there's a part of me who has, you know, comes from a long line of very proud codependent women <laughs> that is worried about teaching my children to be cons- too overly concerned about other people's, um, you know, their their needs and all of that. So there's a part of me that's like, whoa, I don't want to teach my kid that they're responsible for my needs. At the same time, one of the things that I love about a family and I love about our big family is that it does teach our kids from an early age that we have to balance the need, our needs with the needs of others. And that is healthy. Well, yes. So the way you frame it could be that understanding of, you know, no, you're not responsible for my needs, but we are as a family, as individual people, we have, we live in community with other people and we must balance our needs with the needs of others. And, and we're setting up for praise when they do stay in bed, that's going to make sense to them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, because what we're going to want to see is as they have successful nights, we want to posit, we want positive reinforcement. Yeah. 100%. And so, and so we can talk about this in a way that's, that's real. It's yeah. Not, it's not, you know, oh, hey, look, you scribbled that, uh, whatever on paper. Good job. Right. Yeah. You know, which may, you know, 
I mean, we're Which, proud of them for using for their it, fine motor but, skills, but yeah. you know, but this is like real, and we can say, man, thank you so. I mean, this is really helping us. We feel so yeah. much better, you know, and and so that positive reinforcement is going to go a long way. So we can show them, you're solving a problem here by yeah. by doing this, and and you're helping your family, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and kids love that, right? Yeah. So they, you know, so we're we're kind of setting up for that to show them that. That, you know that this is they're strong they can do this we know they can we mm-hmm. know it's scary we want to talk about it we're here to talk about it but we have to do it yeah we have to do it okay so so we want to talk about it um the other thing too is during this time that we're we're making sure our, our sleep routine is is consistent we're talking about the problem so at this point we haven't we haven't even started a, a real intervention yet, right? Right. We're just we're kind just, of taking a baseline. Ready. We're yeah. we're collecting yeah. more data we're, yeah. as much as we can. We're trying assessing to right. the current situation. So also during this time, is is let's start looking at ways that kids can get wins in other areas where they feel anxious. Okay, so mm. stuff that doesn't have to do with bedtime. Okay, because. Okay. Anxiety, we know anxiety generalizes, which means, you know, it's a process that happens. And we, when we feel anxious about some things and then we start to avoid them and we get very scared and we don't do the things that we're, we want to be doing, we notice that anxiety increases in other areas, Mm -hmm. right? That's a very oversimplified way of explaining it, but pretty much it can, it can sort of spread in that way. But mastery generalizes too, okay? Yeah. So meaning if we're able to take on small things that we're afraid of and master those, that will help indirectly mm-hmm. uh, at bedtime. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, what I've, what I've said is, is looking at the, anything you can do, anything. Um, fear of the vacuum cleaner, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Fear of a ride at a amusement park. Yeah. Like, let's conquer that fear. Anything where they can conquer these fears, maybe it's something at school, doing homework, socializing. Uh, so trying to get some wins. Right. And then we point that out and show them, look, you know, you did it. You see how scary that was? And you did it. Mm-hmm. So we can we can start doing those things that's going to help with the with the big problem, I guess. Right, yeah. Which is the bedtime. Bedtime mastery. Right. Well, and I would assume that that works the same if, you know, because you're talking primarily about, like, fear of the dark and anxiety-driven avoidance. But I would imagine that it does the same for defiance. And, uh, you know, because I would think that would be driven by control and the want to control things. And that generalizes, too. Because yes. if I can control in this situation, then I can control in other situations. And, you know, it is important for children to feel a sense of mastery and a sense of control. They also need to know their boundaries and limits and that the parents are, are ultimately in control. And I know everything that I have heard has said that that, like, a lack of boundaries, a lack of limits, a lack of control on the parents' part healthy appropriate control 
like breeds anxiety in in kids so i know when i worked at um, alexander youth network they said that the first thing they do with a kid who comes in is they set a routine bedtime wake time eat time and and they will see um behaviors almost immediately begin to decrease right um so can you talk a little bit about that and how well yeah if if the driver is defiance Right. So if if the main dri- if if this isn't about a fear of the dark or separation anxiety, let's just say anxiety is not a part of this. It's it's more just defiance. Mm-hmm. You know, they can sleep alone. They do when they actually fall asleep, but they just refuse to go to sleep. Right. A lot of times, what we what I would want to do, or or is usually what we're gonna do is we're we're gonna we're gonna make a list of mm-hmm. the behaviors that we're seeing mm-hmm. and try to get as detailed as possible detail of the triggers um, what are the common behaviors and we're going to target the smallest ones first right so a lot of times bedtime isn't even on on the agenda yet right because a lot of times it's just stuff that when we're awake that we need to to get some we need to help take away the control that the child has Right. And get the control back to the parents. Right? right. Yeah. So a lot of times we're we're looking at finding, let's first find a discipline strategy that's effective. Right. Before we can even start looking at the bedtime one. Right. 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 So, yeah, that's why I know it's hard to kind of talk about this topic generally because. Right. Uh, Which, again, is our plug for finding a therapist. Yeah. Who yeah. can help you with your specific individual individual situation with the drivers because understanding whether the driver is you know a need for control or an avoidance of anxiety is going to change is is going to change the strategy so yes or at least from what you're saying like maybe the steps of the strategy i think so how you would there may be some things you want to do ahead of time yeah i mean ultimately it's still going to come down to um to the same, it's going to look the same as far as, uh, you know, this is what they want to do. We're not allowing that to happen. They're going to try very hard and, and do uh, what they do mm-hmm. uh, to prevent it or to get their way. And we're going to put a stop to that. Right. So we're, it's all going to look gonna like allow that. It to work anymore. Right. But, yeah. you know, the, the thing with, what that happens with defiance that I think really uh, parents can get so overwhelmed with just this massive list of things mm-hmm. and, and we can, we can try to take on too much and we just don't have the gas for that. Right. And then, then you end up not being consistent and yeah, then yeah, we've you got I mean, inconsistent reinforcement, which as we know is, is even um, stronger right. than, than consistent positive reinforcement so yeah, yeah we end so, up we end up in a worse place so a lot of times we're you know we're looking at okay we're gonna we're gonna target let's first target this whole problem with uh just running into the the refrigerator and grabbing <laughs> food you know whatever they want <laughs> without asking and when we try to stop them or we try to intervene and say hey what are you doing what do you, what is it you want we're, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a problem right yeah. we're gonna have a meltdown like that would be, it would be worth 
addressing on that, that first. first you know this way the parents get some confidence in, in their ability and then we can we can see what we learned from the strategy and then and then move on right, right. and then do something bigger yeah sleep is a big one mm-hmm. because it happens when we're asleep you know i mean it's it's so hard it's it's probably the we're the most vulnerable at that time mm-hmm. we're not ready for an argument and a mm-hmm. fight right during the day we're we're more ready for that but at night we're ready that's probably i know for me that's the time i'm i'm gonna throw in the towel the most easiest yeah absolutely. i need to go back to bed right yeah i don't have time for this like i i gotta go to sleep i'm so tired yeah right so that that would be a bad uh first one to conquer right okay um so the the other thing i want to talk about is what i and this one's uh i don't know if controversial is the right topic but not every therapist or psychologist i've heard of is agrees with this strategy but um i think that using some sort of positive reinforcement system like a behavior chart right and getting ready to do that makes sense. Right. Um, we, you know, is that the, I, I, you know, if we're talking about this sleep problem, kind of going back to that, especially with anxiety, I think it's a great tool to use just to reinforce the uh, accomplishment of going through the bedtime and, and meeting, you know, the desired behavior, right? So they stayed in bed all night. We want to reward that, right? And and I think having a systematic way of doing that is a great idea. Um, mm-hmm. That's not a replacement for praise. We want to be doing that all the time. Yeah, so, absolutely. But also now, you know, talking about a behavior strategy like this, we don't want it to be anything big where we're like bribing and you know paying a lot of money or anything like that. We want it to be small, right? But we want it to be meaningful, right? So you know, having something where I I think where the the child can like you know put a star on a chart and if they get whatever seven stars then it's going to be some activity that the whole family gets to do or just uh them and and the parents mm-hmm. you know i think i think an activity is is a great way to do it instead of a monetary re- uh, some sort of thing or mm-hmm. not material thing but material things can work too just depending on you know how it works we want it to be small I mean, they do that at school, at the kids' school. They, you know, um, they used to do that at daycare all the time. They had the prize box on right. Friday that was just full of, like, dollar store stuff. And right. stickers and pencils and, you know, erasers and little inexpensive sure. cars and stuff. And they got to, you know, if they got X amount of uh, stars throughout the week, then they got to pick something out of the sure out of the prize box and so like that a couple of things i want to say about this is is one we we want this to be something that is consistent even when it's not happening Mm -hmm. okay i know the last episode we talked about this a little bit but what often happens is parents will start it most of the time you get a little bit of buy-in at first Mm -hmm. and then it fades yeah so even when it fades keep the chart going right and, and yeah. keep it prominent keep and, and just show the empty spaces of the days that they could have had stars right okay we're, we're just showing like yeah you could have had it those days 
Um, and, and but you can do it tonight. Yeah. You can do it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So keep it going, even even when it's not working. Right. Quote unquote, because it is still working. Okay. Right. That's part of it. Is you have to see that the absence of the action results in in nothing. Not getting right? my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes that's even more powerful. And then the other part is whatever that reward is. Making sure that it is something that does not happen, it will never happen unless you achieve this. Right. Okay, yeah. So, so this don't is, tie it to something that's going to punish the entire family. Sure. You know, like we're not going to go to the amusement park. You, your siblings can't go to the amusement park. Right. Where you know you're going to go anyway. So here's the thing, you know, so you could do, now you can get a little creative with this, but. Like one that I think would be good is, you know, because we do movie movie nights, right? Right. So it's like, look, if you get this, we will have movie night with popcorn and candy. And you get to pick the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If not, we're going to have movie night like we do, but there's, you know, there's no popcorn. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I so, see what you're saying. So the thing is that there cannot be ca- popcorn and candy. And... Yeah. Okay. So now some parents would be like, okay, what does that mean? Like their siblings get it and they don't. I would just, this again, some may disagree with this, but I think it's effective. It's like, no, like nobody's going to get it. Mm-hmm. But if, if you get this, we all do. Mm-hmm. Now you got, you know, siblings <laughs> that are like, come on, let's do this. We want that. Yeah. Now they're, now they're, you know, that's some reinforcement right there. Right. So I yeah. I think it's a good idea. I, I think it's it could it's effective. Right. Um I think that might be one of those things that it depends on your your kid, your family. Um, you know, I think we have some children who will remain unnamed who would, you know, be fine with the entire family getting screwed over. <laughs> so if you've got one of those kids, maybe not the strategy for you, but yeah, yeah I, do, I, I do see what you're saying. And, you know, that that positive peer pressure, especially within siblings and and giving the siblings an, an opportunity to root on their their sibling. Right. In something that they're trying to change. So, again, that's just that's something you could do if you mm-hmm. want it. Another, you know, another one that I've seen is like, you know, a common one is like Robux. Right. Mm hmm. It's play Roblox. And, and so they get these Robux cards or, you know. Whatever the lowest denomination, I think it's like five dollars. Right. Okay. So now that's a monetary thing. We want to be careful with that. But you know, you could if if you did something where it's like, look, you get ten stars, you get a five dollar card. Right. But what that means is that there will never be Robux ever again. Right. Yeah. Ever again. If you get like a birthday card with a Robux card, it's going in the bank. Right. And you have and to you, earn that you, back. Right. Yeah. Okay, so some would have problems with it. They would feel like that's very cruel. Okay, so yeah, I would talk about that. Is that something we can do? Now, just remember, they can, you know, if they wanted to, they could make it rain Robux. Right, they exactly. Have, they have the power to do that. Yeah. And we're trying to show them that, look, this is something you can do. It's in your control. Right, yeah. Right, we're trying to show you what you do have control of here. Yeah, and empower. You're actually trying to empower the child. Right. Like, it feels like disempowerment, but you're actually trying to empower them right. in, a, in a different way. And that's one of the things that I love about the love and logic parenting philosophy is that it really does put 
that control back in the hands of the children, you know? Yes. And, and um, feels very empowering for them because they are the ones who are in control of whether they get that, that reward or not. It's not that you are withholding the reward. It's that they haven't earned it yet. Right. You know, we, and we you are... want to give it to them. And, yeah. you know, if they can earn it, then they can have it. Right. Yeah. No, With I mean, love and logic is, you know, that because you, you're basically enforcing the boundaries of, of a system for them, right? Right. Where they have control within a set defined boundaries but they they're free in that system to make their own choices and face the natural consequences right which i love because that's the way the real world works you know i don't have to go to work right. every day well and, and this i is, i would just have to pay the consequences of losing my job sure well and, and a lot of parents and people when they when we talk about a positive reinforcement system you know part of the concern is it's like man that's you know come on no we just need to be doing this you know, we need to be doing this, and there's, um, that's that's not how the real world works. We don't, I don't get rewarded for cleaning my house, or, and and I would argue that that's that's not true. You know, I I love my job, right, right. But if I don't get paid, I'm not going. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, we get we get positive reinforcement constantly. It's part of life. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I, I I encourage. Because I, I think it helps. I don't think it by itself is a good enough intervention to correct uh, a, a difficult behavior like fear of the dark because we're talking about fear. Right, know? yeah. It's, it's in the pretty moment, deeply ingrained. Well, in the moment, you have this fear system that's activated. You're willing to take punishment and uh, forego any reward to keep right. safe, right? But it's there to just reinforce yeah, it might give some motivation to right. face the fear. Right. Some reason to do it besides just mom's not going to yell at me. Well, and after going through a very challenging night of being very afraid and scared and angry and irritated, it's going to be a great feeling in the morning. Right. Yeah. It's like, wow, I did it. Okay. Well, and we won't talk about how many cups of Starbucks I have bought myself for having to do difficult things. Is that right? Yes. Does that work? <laughs> um, to some degree, yes. <laughs> I now crave Starbucks after I go to the doctor and have to have blood drones. So, right. <laughs> you know. But I also feel like just positive reinforcement is something that we don't do on a regular basis. You know, it's just so easy to focus on the negative in our own lives and in parenting as well. Like, um, I think when I went through my RBT training, they were talking about that we needed to say seven positive things for every one negative thing, every critic, every every critique that we gave, and I was like, "There's no way." That's hard to do. And Love and Logic says that too. Sure. You know that your critiques are more, and I know just from being in a job that if all I'm ever hearing is what I'm not doing right, then. I'm just going to give up. Mm -hmm. But if I'm hearing consistent positive reinforcement, then when somebody comes up with a, with a constructive criticism, I'm all for it. Give it to me because right. I want more of your praise. So give me that so I can get more of it. So, but we forget about that with our kids. You know, I, I, I it, I would, it bothers me because even I know that and I still 
struggle with it. Well, it's hard to give positive, like to give praise when we're not getting the results we want. Right. Yeah. Right. We're, we're really focused on the results that we, we need to see. So it's hard to see, you know, that, you know, if, if, if one of your kids does something wrong, you know, breaks the rules and being able to look at that and say, yeah, I broke the rules, but also, you know, at least he didn't you know, punch him in the face. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. He just yeah, said, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to do, but we want to try to start really finding the things that, that they are, real. are. Well, and that they are doing right. That they're doing right. You know, yeah. like if I, you know, if I say, um, can you throw this in the trash and they throw it in the trash, then, um, before I started thinking about this, I, it, it would have, it wouldn't have been anything significant because I'd have been like, okay, awesome. You did what I said. That's what I expected you to do. But they did what I asked them to do. Like, that's the behavior I want to continue. So, you know, just saying, Hey, that was some really great listening. Right. You know, I do that with the kids all the time. Like that was really great listening. High five, you know? Yeah. Okay. And, okay. So, so what's the, next? So, well, the next time uh, that's, that's it. So the, our next episode, we're going to talk about the, the actual interventions that we're going to look at. So a few different kinds that are out there. So we're, we're, we're we are going to talk about extinction. Okay. The extinction. That's the, you know, close the door. Yeah. You know, is that's that, the, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Is that appropriate? And we're going to traumatize our kids, you know, just l- looking at some of that. We're going to look at bedtime fading. Um, uh, a graduated extinction type where we're taking it slower. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we're going to look at the actual interventions for initiating sleep. That's going to bed, having trouble staying in bed and then interventions for getting up in the middle of the night and how to try to put an end to that. Okay. Sounds great. All right. We'll talk to y'all soon.